Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com achieve today. The following is a presentation of the Four Center podcast feed. As Obi-Wan Kenobi once said, hello there, and welcome to Force Center Presents Databank Dive. I'm Joseph Scrimshaw. And I'm Ken Napsock, and this is where we have a lot of fun, Joseph. A show we're continuing uh, from our work over at The Companion, but it's all new for you here on the Force Center feed. We'll tell you a little bit more about that. Uh, Joseph, uh, could you do me the honor of describing what we're about to do? Yes, what we're about to do is have some short 
punchy Star Wars fun. Databank Dive is a show that we did for uh, the wonderful uh, company, The Companion. It's an app. Uh, it, is, it is many nouns. You can find it as an app, and you can find the first 10 episodes we did is Databank Dive uh, over there. We developed this show uh, for Companion, and then we enjoyed it so much, we thought we're going to add it to the main feed. And basically what we do here is Ken and I take turns picking something from Star Wars. It could be a weapon. It could be a vehicle. It could be a character. Usually something more from the wild, weird side of Star Wars. And we just have some fun talking about it. We start with the basic info from the StarWars.com databank. Then we go into the depths of Wikipedia. We look at what is known about this character and then just have some fun enjoying the weirdness of Star Wars. Well said, sir. You made my dreams come true. Yes, uh, we want to, again, shout out the fun folks for the companion. You can check out the app uh, over there. Great articles, Stargate, Marvel, Farscape, a lot of things, and uh, Star Wars as well. And we had a lot of fun doing the show. But we really, you and I had so much fun. We're like, we, we're, not, we're not done. We're not done. <laughs> no, we are not done. And we give ourselves the great challenge. If you're a longtime listener, we give ourselves the great challenge of we mean it when we say short and punchy. Uh, we are shooting for around a half an hour. If we go to 32 or 34 minutes, you'll know that we are out of control. That's mm-hmm. what the goal is for this show. So, Ken, are you ready to dive into our topic for this first public episode of Databank Dive? I absolutely am, sir. Let's do it. Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. 
In four weeks, the typical new user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. The topic that I have selected is the character we know and perhaps love, Woo Hair. Are you excited for Woo Hair? The man that affected my adult bar life greatly. Yes, I am. <laughs> okay, so I first knew this character's name from an action figure. I don't remember how, why, or when I decided it was pronounced Woo Hair. Uh, do you pronounce it Woo Hair, or do you have a different take? A, a Four Center trivia moment. The first time, this uh, first couple times this character was ever mentioned on the show, I would say Wooer. <laughs> wooer, Wooer. And then I heard you say Woo Hair, and I was like, I like that better. It I makes think- more sense. Yeah, I think uh, Wu Hair, I don't know, it sounds just kind of uh, strangely elegant for a character who's not necessarily super <laughs> elegant. And I think I had a hang up, uh, you know, I'm, I'm a fan of kind of a mid 20th century music and Wu Her sounds like something Bing Crosby should sing, not a character from Star Wars to me. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and then to come to think, you know, there might be audio books with somebody. Even sometimes those can't be trusted, the whole Markeon, Martian, Rove at all. Uh, and so I don't – if someone out there is listening and they're ready to tweet us with the correct pronunciation, I'm not listening. Well, here it is for me. <laughs> yes, uh, I am happy to be corrected, but I'm also happy to be wrong and continue to call him Wu Hair. Wu Hair is perhaps better known as the bartender at the cantina in Star Wars A New Hope. Here's what the StarWars.com databank has to say about Wu Hair. You didn't survive in the most icy cantina by being nice. And Wu-Hair was a survivor. The gruff bartender dispensed drinks to the spacers, moisture farmers, and barflies escaping the Tatooine heat. Did his best to enforce the seedy bar's handful of rules, no droids, and no settling fights with blasters, and <laughs> avoided trouble. Whether it began with trigger-happy patrons or stormtroopers investigating the latest incident. <laughs> that is uh, a very colorful uh, write-up of, for StarWars.com databank. Sometimes uh, those entries are super colorful, and sometimes they're just kind of basic information, but a lot of flavor. Anything in particular that you like in that write-up, Ken? There's so many things I like, because this is why I love Star Wars and being a Star Wars fan so much. Uh, bars, handful of rules, no droids and no blasters. All it is is just two beats we've seen with this character. Him yelling out, <laughs> no blasters, no blasters. It's suddenly a rule on the wall, and you know what? It should be. So I love that. And then I love the use of, uh, it's not directly related to Wu-Hair, but I love the use of the, uh, of, of the word spacers to refer to these pilots and people out and about. Reminds me uh, in LA here, about two hours away, where we're, we're, uh, we got Lake Arrowhead and, and Big Bear. And they refer, if you live up there, you refer to anyone else as flatlanders. 
And <laughs> I've had, I've ex- I experienced my uncle when, he, when I was like 12, we ne- like, nearly got in a bar fight because our family walked in and someone turned around and looked at us and goes, Flatlanders. And I'll never forget it. <laughs> and did they point to the, uh, the rules? No droids, no blaster <laughs> fights, no Flatlanders. Yeah, they did not, but they might as well have with the way they acted. So anyways, it just, but it adds to the cantina and it adds to where. Yeah, no, I love how this one invites you to think a handful of rules. Are those truly the only two? Is there a third one of like no running? Is there any other rule or is that it? In the way this is written up, I love the way you uh, pulled it out, but dispense drinks to the spacers, moisture farmers, and bar flies. I want to hear Tom Waits sing this <laughs> databank.com entry. It's so perfect. <laughs> he should just, just straight across. Oh, that'd be great. <laughs> mm. So then we go to uh, Wikipedia. Uh, we're staying mostly in the canon tab. There's, of course, the Legends tab. Some of the canon and the Legends stuff for uh, the old bartender Wu Hair really agrees. But there's some great stuff that's being pulled uh, from various books. Here's what Wikipedia has to share with us about Wu Hair. Wu Hair was an orphan, but worked his way off of Tatooine streets by studying various species' biochemistries. With this, he was able to learn what types of drinks would be desirable with various species. <laughs> we'll talk more about that, but that's a revelation that he's a bit of a scientist. Uh, we hear, according to Wikipedia, disliked the concept of slavery, feeling that nobody should have to be a slave. Understandable. He himself uh, could have had an easier time in his work at Chalman's Cantina by purchasing slaves, but decided against it. He disliked bounty hunters for similar reasons, but could not refuse their patronage for fear of what it would do to his reputation. His abiding dislike of droids stemmed from the death of his parents at the hands of battle droids during the Clone Wars. He had great respect, however, for Jedi, who saved him from an entire battalion of droids. His nightly ritual was to go home and drink a glass of blue milk to settle his stomach. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, a lot there, a lot there. I'll wrap up with the rest of what Wikipedia has to say. Wuhair was portrayed by British actor Ted Burnett in A New Hope. However, his dialogue was dubbed with the voice of another actor. And then Wikipedia says, source? So who knows? That could be incorrect. Uh, Finally, it says the character was known only as the bartender at the time of the film's release. But the Star Wars legend source, Be Still My Heart, colon, The Bartender's Tale, from the uh, Tales from Mos Eisley Cantina Anthology, named him as Wuhair, while the Mos Eisley Adventure set gave the character's name as Sido Partu. <laughs> wow. So we could have been having this episode about Cedo Part 2. Uh, how, how do you feel about that? I mean, is it just that his name is Wuher Cedo Part 2 or is it Cedo Part 2 Wuher cuz he seems like one of those guys that you call him by the last name? <laughs> for you know? sure. For sure. I didn't include it cuz there's so many details in Wikipedia, but there was uh, some book where at some point uh, the wonderful lore master Pablo Hidalgo uh, found some clever way to reconcile these two names, mm. but his name is indeed Wu Hare. Uh Sidu Partu, I mean it, it dead that sounds like I can't get Don Pardo uh, yeah. out of my mind. <laughs> <laughs> and I think I like the the weirdness of Wu Hare better than how direct Sido is. Here's a seedy guy. His name's Cedo. Yeah, yeah. Classic yeah, Star right. Wars thing, but. Yep. 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 No, I love uh, that. 
All right, lots of interesting stuff in Wikipedia there. Uh, any Anything in particular jump out at you? Otherwise, we'll discuss it as we get into our big discussion of Wu Hair here. I, I do like the, the um, I think it was uh, in the, the from a certain point of view thing that kind of went into him and the relationship of droids as it ties to his family and Clone Wars and everything. That's interesting. I do I do agree with some complaints on that as it undercuts kind of the 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 meaning of you know the the bigotry of uh, droids and just kind of any any kind of social comment you want to take with that I, I've seen that complain and, and I mm. get it I actually really agree with that but also there's something that I just like I like this little detail of all right you know everyone was affected by the Clone Wars it would make some sort of sense so uh, I can go both ways on that yeah I really like that beat when I first read it in a book because I just kind of feel like it, to me it's a different way to get to the same destination it's still a galaxy in this era that has some biases against droid judging yeah. all droids as though they were the ones it wasn't even droids it wasn't like droids got together and said let's fight a clone war yeah, so it yeah. still is uh, to me a, a form of bigotry I liked it when uh, mm-hmm, that short mm-hmm. story came out but it it is amazing to me that you can look at the absolute uh, breadth of Star Wars canon and go, you know, there's a meaningful connection between the Mandalorian Din Djarin <laughs> yes. and the gruff bartender Wu Hair. Yes. Uh, they both had bad encounters with battle droids, which left them disliking droids. They're practically the same character, right? Yep. Yeah, it's the same. <laughs> one of the same. Okay, so let's get into the depth of Wuhair, some of those fun things in Wikipedia we will uh, talk about as we dive deep into the soul of this gruff bartender. Uh, but we're going to go a little bit uh, more physical than soulful first. Ken, how would you physically describe Wuhair to somebody who's like, I, I, I don't know what you're talking about. What character is this? A, a cooked potato and a tunic is how it starts. <laughs> um bulky in the sense that he always probably had broad shoulders uh, and maybe didn't work out, but could have, could lift some logs pretty good. But, you know, time in the desert has added, uh, you know, some uh, experience uh, LBs around him. Uh, I'm dealing with that too. Woo hair. I feel you. Um, no pretense. Uh, I I've always, I, I don't have the, I should have brought up Wikipedia, but I apologize. I, I don't, the actual height, his actual height um, escapes me at the moment, but I just big, intimidating, naturally intimidating. <laughs> Um, wide, but, uh, you know, uh, tries to take up as little space as possible. Just wants to get through his day. Yeah, absolutely. He's emotionally tall. I like mm. that perspective. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> I love your big picture description of him. My big picture thought of how to describe him is if a sneer was a person. Yep. <laughs> He's yep. just got that such that like, uh, disdain of like, uh, this is my job. I just got to get through it. Who's this wanting something else for me? Oh, does somebody want a drink here in my bar? Oh, what a pain. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's so good. And yeah, I love your, your description. He, he's, he comes across as powerful. He's got the big shul- shoulders. Mm-hmm. He is for sure somebody who wrestled in high school. Whatever the Star Wars version yeah. of he wrestled in high school, who hair's <laughs> got that going on. Yeah, had a, had a Letterman's jacket and kind of that was his peak uh, athletic prowess, but uh, uh, clearly got some brains and got some other skills and, and used them well. Yep, yep. And he's kind of got the just the basic sort of uh, Tatooine, I don't want to pick out a shirt. <laughs> yeah. Here's a, a kind of a dirty rap. He's got a dirty rap. Uh, so let's talk yeah. about the magic of Wu Hair. <laughs> For you, 
Uh, what does he add to the legend of Star Wars? Man, when I wish upon a star, well, hair is what I see. This is all magic right here, buddy. This is uh, this is great. You talk about New Hope, George Lucas saying, you know, we got to create a lived-in galaxy. That We we toss that lived-in <laughs> phrase out a lot in Star Wars and other franchises. It's important, but it become, becomes a cliche. He is the epitome of lived in. He, We've all experienced this. And, and at some point, you and I are going to be discussing our relationship with him and our real life um, approach to bars. Yeah. He is that. He is that. And and it sets that tone. You and I love our grizzled weirdos. Anytime we hear someone cast in, the sh- in a show, you know, Nick Nolte, you and I always, it's hard for us not to say, I bet he's a bartender. And it's all because <laughs> of this guy. It's all because of this guy. And it feels so real. Yeah, I agree with you so much. There's there's so much wild uh, fantasy, so much completely groundbreaking, new, lived-in science fiction, space fantasy in A New Hope. And then it's all, you know, it feels used and lived in, and people are usually talking about, like, the equipment or the Falcon. Uh, like, But no, as a human, where <laughs> feels used and lived in, <laughs> that he's just totally this grumpy, yeah. downtrodden, day-to-day guy trying to get through life. There's just something that emanates from him that he's grumpy, but he's probably got a reason for it. And I think it is so fascinating, so fascinating that he absolutely comes from a fantasy world, (laughs) but you could meet him at any dive bar on a Tuesday at 2 PM. Like (laughs) he's one of the most accessible things in star Wars. You you know, we, we built all of galaxy's edge so we could build lightsabers and uh, take pictures in front of a, a light size life-size falcon and pretend we're in star wars you want to pretend here in star wars you want to meet woo hair go to any dive bar at tuesday at 2 p.m absolutely he is there so we, we share uh, a relationship to bars and alcohol and growing up that is deeply affected by woo hair so let, let's talk about that take me mm-hmm. through your woo hair journey because i think that's some of the magic of this character to us it really is. Uh, so I, you know, was raised to, you know, hey, don't, don't, don't drink uh, at all, you know, especially not to excess. Don't drink. Uh, bars are bad spots. Even though there was two two local bars in uh, in my hometown in the Royal Grande Village. They're still there. Ralph and Dwayne's and Bill's Place. All right, they're still there. If I head into town, I go there, and I go there to spite my mom. Uh, we used to pass by them, and my mom would literally be look in and go, Ugh, disgusting. Okay. That's how I was raised. So it was very tough for me to get a little older and, and, and start to step into bars with friends. But then when I got in, I was extra scared because of this cat. I would not want to, I did not know how to order drinks. I did not know what to drink. I didn't know what to do. I don't know. One beer, please. Like I didn't know. My parents certainly didn't teach me. My friends, you know, you don't want to act like you don't know how to do it in front of your friends. And then a lot of bartenders, especially those places, they're this guy. And the look, he Luke, not knowing what to do, tugging on his arm, the look, you, you <laughs> sneer as a person. That was always in my head. And I'm not lying about it. I'm not doing this for the podcast. Little Kenny, especially in his early 20s, this is what I felt. And it's it was intimidating. And it's, I hear him. And I still occasionally have bartender issues because, you know, some of them for different reasons. But you go into the dive bar. That, uh, you smokehouse. You and I love going to the smokehouse. We talk about the smokehouse in, in Toluca Lake all the time. There's a bartender there. I always He, he looks like uh, Joe Don Baker, the actor. <laughs> but he's built like Wu Hair. And I still don't order a drink from him. Because <laughs> you're afraid he'll be yes. mean to you? Yes. Yeah. And Luke, look, Luke gets his drink. But uh, it, 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 it's, I have the nervous, like, 
watching Favreau in in Swingers make that uh, phone call twenty times to the girl he just met, where you're like the yep. the, the uh, I still have that one, Luke orders the drink. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm with you. I had a, a similar experience. Um, I did. I started drinking a, a little bit uh, earlier, but I never. Um, I got invited to like hang out with some of the the cool kids where you would learn the names of different alcohols and how to order them and things mm-hmm. like that. But I didn't go to those parties. And for me, uh, some of my fascination with drinking was the effect but also on the body of the whole alcohol thing uh but like i saw it so much in various media that it was so cool when somebody knew how to order a drink it was like one of one of the reasons that i love martinis is from james bond and one of the ways that he shows that he's a man of the world is he knows how to order a drink and he has a preference and he knows the difference so like the knowledge of drinks was one of the things that i thought made you cool and an adult right Mm. uh then I go through life, you know, identifying with Luke <laughs> and his mm. technique is awful, right? It is an instructional video on how not to order a drink of the, yeah. the, the tug and the, the making it incredibly obvious that you don't know what you're talking about by I'll have one of those, <laughs> whatever it is, right? It's just a way to just, it's just a siren call that I don't know what's going on in this place, right? Yeah. Yeah. And I yeah. desperately didn't want to be Luke and I was afraid of getting that reaction where I want to feel cool because I'm a grown-up and I'm at a bar and I have an ID yeah. and it is legal and everything and I am ordering a drink correctly um, and turning around and getting just crushed by, by a potato sneer of a person <laughs> going, you're nothing, you're nothing, you're less than nothing. Uh, and I had, it, I had it a couple times, you know, where, where somebody asked me a follow, a bartender asked me a follow-up question and I just rambled or said, uh, but I had it, I had, I, my worst Wu hair treatment was from a really cool guy with long mm-hmm. hair oh, yeah. who like uh i i picked out the beer i wanted is like i'll i'll have a, a rolling rock and he's like no nah. and it mm-hmm. turned out that my my ticket that i had for performing in the show uh, didn't cover rolling rock it was too expensive <laughs> yeah uh and i oh, got no. totally slapped down and i didn't know why and it just flooded into me of like i am dealing with cool hip woo hair but it made me feel the same way luke did do you remember when you and I were, were uh, helping Mark Ellis with his comedy special at Reggie's Rock Club in Chicago, and we had to go to the the, oh, the bathrooms on the fourth floor of this bar on the outside, you have to go out there, and it was the cantina, and you, <laughs> me, Ellis, and McCuga, anytime we stepped out there to go to the bathroom before the show, like, it was, like, dangerous. I felt like Pee Wee going to the biker bar. Uh, and it was woo hair energy that I had flashbacks to. This is what, if, this is what I worried about as a kid. It's happening. Yep. Yep. I would not have ordered a drink up there. And if Mm-mm. I did, I would have pointed eyes like, I want that can. I would have done a yep. total loop. Yep. Uh, all right. So this is part of why our deep attachment to Wu Hair, as you can hear. Mm-hmm. But I want to talk a little bit more about the soul of Wu Hair. Ken, do you think he needs help to move past his droid issues? What's it going to take? He does need help and a lot of things. And he ain't going to accept it. And he's going to he's going to swallow his emotions uh, and ride off to the, sun, the sunset and, and try to enjoy his life as best he can. And, and in a lot of ways, Will Hare's probably just a simple guy. I have problems with droids. What are you going to do about it? All right. There might be a better, healthier path, but he's not going to take it. And he's doing all right. Um, I think he does. And maybe he did. Um, and so, again, it's understandable based on the storytelling we have. I like what you're saying, too. It, it does read as, uh, as, as bigotry, no matter what, uh, what you look at. it. It's a serious issue. And I want Will because I like him so much. I want him to work past it. Yeah, absolutely. And I think this is the the funny part to me where, you know, the Mandalorian, the the first season arc in some ways is, uh, you know, Din learning that great lesson from Queel that uh, droids can be reprogrammed, uh, hint, hint, so can humans. Mm -hmm. Um, 
and he comes to get better and better with droids. So we've seen that journey from Din Djarin. I feel like there's a more direct journey that Wu Hair should take. I feel like, you know, if Wu Hair is still alive uh, when the BB units start rolling off the production line, mm. those are friendly little puppy droids. Maybe not BB-9E from uh, The Last Jedi. But like, look, I feel like if Wu Hair could just like uh, go around the galaxy with BB-8, maybe, maybe even it's a he visits BB-8. Mm-hmm. And then pretty soon BB-8, like he pets him. <laughs> Yeah, uh, I think he needs like a, a BB unit as like a puppy therapy droid to help him get past his trauma. That's what I'm saying. I love that. You know, we know those folks who are like, I don't like dogs. And, and about two years later, they post on Instagram, I got a dachshund. Like that's that's what he, that's what he needs. Yeah, or maybe even Dio from Rise of Skywalker, somebody Ooh, else who's yeah. like, uh, you know, ha- has ha- has seen some stuff, right? Maybe yeah. what he needs is a is a grumpy BB unit that he can bond with, and then slowly oh, they can that. come together. Love that. Love that. Beautiful. So uh, we have here in Wikipedia that he is a fan of the Jedi from being rescued as a youth. Do you think that he tried to get Obi-Wan Kenobi's autograph after Obi-Wan revealed himself to be a Jedi in the cantina? I, I think that's possible. Like he doesn't have it displayed on the wall. Like, uh, you know, um, he's, you, you know, uh, drop off at the dry cleaners. He got the wall of headshots from people that have supposedly been there. I don't think he has that because he, he gets it. You know, I can't I can't. I can't out you as a Jedi, but I, I'll tell you what, I definitely think he picked up the tab. And, and now that we can say that that maybe Kenobi was a little more looser following the events of Kenobi, like I don't think Kenobi was now, in retrospect, heading to cantinas too much in those first t- 10 years. But now Qui-Gon's like, calm down, have, have a drink, man. Have a drink, man. I, I think uh, it, it, that, the, that he, uh, Kenobi has a, an ongoing I gotcha kind of tab covered. At the yeah. Yeah. Uh, he's certainly been there before. He's certainly not had a great experience. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, he has had some subpar nachos at Chalman's Cantina, among other things, to have such a strong opinion uh, about the whole spaceport in, uh, in the cantina in particular. This place can get a bit rough. He's certainly mm-hmm. been there. Uh, before I, I like the idea that obi-wan is like he, he's trying to reconnect with the world a little bit maybe stopping into bars i don't think he's like getting tipsy and showing people his lightsaber yeah yeah <laughs> but for me i've got this uh kind of headcanon now about who knowing he was rescued by jedi and is a fan of them that you know famous scene he says you know no blasters no blasters and he it's, it's a fast movie but he's kind of ducking down behind the bar right mm-hmm. um I think that there is a shot that we don't see in A New Hope where, you know, Obi-Wan uh, lights up the blade and he takes care of Pondababa and Dr. Evazin. And then he kind of looks around as he as he extinguishes the blade and gets back to his business. There's a missing shot where Wu Hair rises above the bar with just light in his eyes that <laughs> a child has reawakened yeah. in this grumpy sneer of a human being and i think he goes home that night and i think he writes fan fiction about mm. the jedi he saw in his bar mm, i do like that i worry that he did help try to sell them out but but i think he has to do that <laughs> he has to do that oh at home that's where he lets his hair down i mean that's what that's what wikipedia is wikipedia is kind of making this argument that he's kind of a good guy who has to put on a a, a grump show mm. uh in order to keep the bar functioning love that I, so i accept that Wu Hair is not there working in the cantina when we see it in the, uh, the television show, The Mandalorian. What do you think happened? Did, did uh, Wu Hair move on? What happened there? I think he retired after the second Death Star went, uh, partially because he thinks, well, end of an era, time to move on myself, getting up there. 
I also think he, also think he's smart enough to realize that life in the outer rim wasn't necessarily just going to get better overnight. In fact, it might get a little worse. So I think he took that opportunity to to powder out, and I think he went and opened up like a Japor snippet home Etsy kind of shop out of his Adobe, his little <laughs> hut there. He's like he just does some home Japor snippet work and tries to sell it for credits and uh, enjoys his life. I really like that. I I, I, re- I think I agree with you that he just soldiered on in his grumpy, downtrodden life until the dawning of a new day in the galaxy, right? We've seen those celebrations that he reached Tatooine, and he's really like, you know what? Now's the time. The galaxy's opening up. I, I don't like, you know, the, the trade on Tatooine. I don't like uh, some of these spacers and bounty hunters. I'm going to get out and see the galaxy. I know there's better out there. So I like the idea that Wu Hair is still, you know, pretty grumpy, but he's opening up inside. He's going uh, all sorts of places. He, uh, he has taken snapshots. And I think he has on his, uh, his data pad a ton of vacation slides. And I, mm. I'm sure you've had this experience where you've encountered somebody who kind of wants to tell you about their life, but yep. they're kind of grumpy. And they kind of want to open up, but not all the way. And I think he's sidling up to people next to spaceports. It's like, uh, 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 I went to Naboo, uh, want to see a picture of the waterfall and like shows on the waterfall. And he's mm-hmm. just like, so, uh, so yeah, yeah. He's got no follow up. Yep. <laughs> he's yep. making the other person do all the work, but he's trying to open up a little bit. I love that. No, I agree with that. I agree with that. You know, he should just start a podcast, but you know. <laughs> he really should. I would, I would absolutely love to buy his Japor snippets and see his vacation slides. <laughs> uh, so we've examined Wu Hair a little bit. Uh, some of the wild things from the description. We always like to make it personal as well. Not like we haven't already. We want to ask some specific questions about how Wu Hair might interact with our lives and how we would handle it. Uh, Ken, in his description on Wikipedia, uh, we learned that he used science to develop uh, different drinks for different species. Would you want Wu Hair to design a cocktail specifically for you, Ken Nabsock, a cocktail based on science? Based on probably grumpiness and uh, snark and, and tiredness. Yeah, I, I could do that. But my question, to, my kickback to him is how generalized are you making it like you just yeah. know humans you know they love nutmeg that's going in there you know, you know is it that is it i i get it i can accept it a little bit more with with a ethorian or something like that you might know what actually works just you know i want to recognize that i you know i don't like to taste a coconut like what do you got for me Woo-hair? so i'd be worried <laughs> about that at the end of the day i'm gonna i'm definitely Definitely going to uh, take a drink. I mean, I, I've been to the Double Down in Vegas, which was, you talk about that's, that place is built in the image and spirit of O'Hare. Uh, so I would take the drink. I just don't want him to tell me what's in it. Like, if he's like, <laughs> hey, you want the hide of Eopi? It's my special mix. I mean, just, just give it to me. Don't explain it. Uh, I love that. I, I feel I'd have to read the actual source that that uh, Wikipedia bit came from. I kind of take it as, uh, you know, there's that line I'm paraphrasing in the movie. It's a wonderful life when uh, Jimmy Stewart goes to the dark version of reality and goes to the mm. friendly bar and it's not friendly anymore. And the bartender is like, I'm paraphrasing. It says something along the lines of like, this is a bar for hard men who want to get drunk fast. Uh, I feel like the science they're talking about is Wu Harris figured out how to get every alien drunk fast. <laughs> for the cantina but if he was going to flourish he could really yeah. design something beautiful for individuals uh so if that was the truth if he could observe my life and make me a drink i would love for Wu hair to make me 
a wonderful martini. I would like it to be blue for some just fun, exotic variety. Doesn't change the, the, the flavor at all. It's blue. And I would like it to be scientifically designed that the martini would make me very drunk, but for only like 10 minutes. And then I would be totally sober. That would be perfect if I could enjoy oh, the experience. Yeah. Then it would clear out and I could be totally responsible. <laughs> I love that. You get 10 minutes of just living on the edge, doing what you want, and then you, you're back. You're back. 10 minutes of everybody's my buddy, and then yeah. I'm back. I'm yeah. back. I love that. All right. If Wu Hair was indeed real, Ken, would you hire him to bartend at an event? If I wanted my guests tense, uncomfortable, and twitchy, absolutely. But here's the thing. I am a, I am a uh, dingy bar kind of guy. So absolutely. He's going to get the job done. It's not going to be flowery and pretty but you're going to enjoy yourself and you're going to enjoy your drinks. You're going to enjoy that high to be. Yeah. Oh, I love that. I love that idea. I would, I would hire him if I was hosting like a high end movie premiere and Mm -hmm. I would allow Wu hair to pre-design like three set cocktails that are themed to the film. And then I would also let him unleash his grumpiness because there's no variation. You order one of those three drinks or he will sneer you into an early grave. Let Wu Hair be Wu Hair. <laughs> Hashtag. <laughs> Hashtag let Wu Hair be Wu Hair. All right. We are going to head into our final rating. We like to rate the wild and weird factor of the characters. Uh, often we will talk about the wild and the weird ones. Sometimes maybe the rating will be low. But our rating system is based on one of the original beloved Star Wars weirdos, and that is Lobot. So, Ken. Out of 10 Lobot heads, one being the least, 10 being the most, how many Lobot heads do you give Wu Hair? Here's the thing, man. If we're rating how much we just love the character, he's a 10 out of 10, but we're rating the weird factor. He's so real that I'm going three out of 10s, but when you really stop and look at him, particularly that snaz, that snaz there, snaz, snaz, um, he's a four. <laughs> yeah i i hear what you mean i think i'm going a little higher i think i'm going to give him like a solid six out of ten because you're right he kind of starts at a two of the he's not that wild he's not that weird then you put him in the context of star wars and he becomes weird in the context of star wars he was one of the first action <laughs> figures i had to have because yeah. <laughs> the total opposite of kids who do you want from star wars the grumpy guy who was mean to luke over ordering a drink Give me that. But I want him because he's almost ironic. He's almost weird within uh, Star Wars because he is so average within the exciting fantasy of Star Wars. So I'm giving Wu Hair six Lobot heads. He can use those to make a drink if he needs to. I love it. I love <laughs> any that. final any final Wu Hair thoughts from you. No, he's so normal that in that world he stands out. I love it. That's a great way to look at it. Yes. Love Wu Hair. There we go. That is our conclusion. Woo hair. Uh, so normal. He's damn weird. Uh, we are going to do a shortened version of where you can find us. Basically, just go to Twitter. You can find links to all things Force Center on our uh, Twitter. It is at Force Center Pod. Ken, where can people find you? Hey, you can find me at Catnapsack or go to catnapsack.com for more information on all the things I do. Where can they go for you, sir? You can find me on social media, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok is at Joseph Scrimshaw. And you can go to my website, josephscrimshaw.com for all of my other comedy adventures. Thank you, everyone, for joining us here on this first public episode of Databank Dive. Again, if you're interested, check out the companion for 10 more episodes. We can't wait to share more wild, weird Star Wars characters 
vehicles, weapons, ideas with you in the future. But for now, this has been Databank Dive. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.